Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. We're on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, where are the questions? Where are the... Where? Oh, these are the ones. Yeah. Okay. If a, rep- <laughs> if a Republican is elected and rips up the Iran nuclear deal, what kind of ramifications will it be for the rest of the world? Good question. Uh, bad, I would say. I would rephrase that and say, if Iran has a nuclear weapon, what are the ramifications for the rest of the world? And I think what we have done is just allowed them. Clearly, a legal path to a nuclear weapon is not a question of if... It's a question of when. And by the way, but what the, happens you know, to the world the, when they have $150 billion but, but that we know a significant oh, part will be used to support oh, terrorist groups around the world? That is not a but good... But, Governor, it, you said it's a question of when. We know, without the deal, the when could be months. It's with already the illegal. De- with the deal, it's at least 10 years away. How is that not better? Bill, it's already illegal for Iran to have any type of nuclear program. What we're saying now is we're going to legalize it and pretend that the fact they ignored it the first time doesn't mean they'll ignore it the second time. And in the meantime, they get $150 billion. They get a legal anti-ballistic, uh, uh, intercontinental ballistic yeah. missile program. You, you do know that even if we don't, if we don't do the deal, the sanctions go away because none of the other countries are going to do them. No, they so, can't. So they, either they get don't the, go away. That's we either get true. the deal or we get nothing. No. No, that's not true. The sanctions that's are not in true. place. They were passed by resolutions of the Security Council. Yes, but Council. I'm talking about the they other... They have to be repealed But the, the other Security countries Council. who are part of the sanctions, you know what Marco Rubio said? We're not a planet. We're, we're just one country. All those yeah. other countries that are part of the sanctions, they're not going to uh, uh, acknowledge them anymore. So they're going to trade with Iran. So either we get the deal or we get nothing. No, I don't think that's true. Right. If we don't get the deal, they don't get, they don't get $150 billion that you, what, they what? can use to become the dominant, not just economic, but what? military power in the uh-huh. Middle East when we know they're going to use it for terrorist activity. Well, the, yeah. Period. They were the number one power in the Middle East when Nixon was president, and we loved it. Uh, they weren't a terrorist state, and they weren't right. the number one. They weren't the number one right. state sponsor of terrorism. Because whenever we get rid of a dictator, something worse comes along. That that happens. Look, that happens. It has happened. And we had a uh, because they're good... full of moderates. <laughs> uh, okay, we had a situation before W came in, where we had a number of states that were buffers against Iran. We had a pretty good balance between the Sunnis and the Shias over there. It's actually balanced. You had Jordan on our side, Egypt on our side, the Saudis on our side. You had a Sunni government in Baghdad. Okay, what did we knock them off, gave it to Iran. Now we got a, a Shia government right across the Middle East now who all hate us. And so we did that because of a what? war we started. What? We started that war. I just want to understand how can you guys keep doing it wrong and be, keep being so confident of, of anything? <laughs> what, what did you think of... Uh... What did you think of Ronald Reagan in Reykjavik in 1987? I thought he made the right decision. When he he offered Gorbachev 
to go down to zero, mm -hmm. zero, get rid of entire nuclear arsenal. And how would that go over today with Republicans? I think it's very different today. I think it's very different because we are... It was even more dangerous. Where, ...where you have China, you have North Korea. North Korea, even if they sign some sort of accord, would never do it. We know they have, according wait, to China's wait, estimates, wait, let's go at least back. 20 nuclear weapons. Let, we know other countries let's have go back. nuclear weapons. Ronald Reagan offered to get rid of our entire nuclear arsenal. What if Obama offered that? I, I think, How would that go over? I don't think it'd go over. <laughs> How would that go I think over? it would go over the way it should go over, which is not very well. So, um, not so, when you have so Reagan was wrong too. Weapons. No, that was a different world. And you have to look forward. <laughs> no, really. It's a different world. Reagan no, it was. was. The... <laughs> it was. You didn't have a nuclear North Korea. You didn't have what will be a nuclear Iran. You didn't have a nuclear China at that point. You sure have... you did. China got nuclear weapons in 1964. Well... All right. Well, you, they weren't as much of a challenge to America as they could oh, be. Oh, come on. You just love oh, Reagan no. and hate Obama. No, I mean, it's like, it's, it's never It's not about... a question of personality. It's a question of policy. Okay. Uh, the, the world, America was more respected. It was stronger. People had greater confidence in our future when Reagan was president than they do today. And by the way, you look at the world today. There are over 40 million refugees, the largest since the end of World War II. Right. That is... A tragedy, and most the, the largest totally numbers, because of Obama. No, the largest numbers, <laughs> the largest bill, bill, bill. The largest numbers come from two countries: Syria and Libya. Syria is where this president addressed the American people right. and said, "I'm drawing a red and line." Syria and Syria is destabilized because of George Bush's stupid war in Iraq and global warming. Syria was destabilized. Syria was destabilized before ISIS existed, and the second is Libya. Uh, and, and somehow, I guess, George Bush is responsible for Libya, too. In fact, it was... The is Clinton, Obama? The Clinton-Obama policies, working with the Italians and the French, got rid of Gaddafi, right. leading from behind. And when we created this void, oh. instead of helping forces that would have been pro-human right. rights... So it was good when Bush got rid of Saddam Hussein, but bad no. when Obama got rid of no. Gaddafi. No, not at all. It, it, it's... it's all right. How can European countries assimilate the migrants into their pluralistic societies? Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be... It, it's almost impossible for them just to find a solution. They've decided to divide all the immigrants coming in, but uh, many countries are rejecting them. So, and also, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Mexican immigrants who come here basically share our value system. That is not true, necessarily, with the immigrants who are coming into Europe. I mean, I don't know of any Mexicans who want a theocracy, but there are many Muslims who come from theocratic societies. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard. It's harder to assimilate them. You know, who wants to hire someone that supercuts or wearing a burqa? And now, the, the, the crisis. No, no one wants their hair cut by an invisible lady. I think I know that. The crisis might end now with, with winter. With the winter, then the number of immigrants is going to diminish. And then the, the problem right now, right now that they're facing in Europe is going to diminish. Okay. Um, let's see. Chris Matthews, does Trump's candidacy make us look foolish in the eyes of the world? There's yeah. a nice softball for you. <laughs> <laughs> How about a one-word answer, I don't think Chris? Have it. you ever yes. given one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make history there. Can I use up my time? Yes, to use up your time. There's... You know, when we talk about the country being worse off, and all, you know, there's been a lot of progress in this country in the last 10 or so years. You know, we have same-sex marriage now. We watched the Republican debate the other night. Nobody fought about that. They, they, maybe there's Huckabee, you know, you know, he did his Marjo invitation. Right. Know. But that went over. 
Nobody wanted to fight about it. Republicans don't. So we go through it better. Everybody loves to talk about the greatest generation and all. You know, those guys wouldn't have done this stuff. They wouldn't have said it's okay to be gay. They wouldn't have said same-sex marriage was all right. They wouldn't have... The, the, the country's much better on ethnicity. Every one of our kids is more liberal in ethnicity than we are. They just are. They don't even think about it. It never occurs to them. So it's just a better country. I don't know why we keep whipping ourselves to say we're not as great as we were. The greatest generation was wrong on so many things. The services were not integrated, Right. Right. The, the, the gays were beaten up in the barracks. I'm sorry. The country is better now morally in many ways than it of was course. under Reagan. <laughs> True. Okay. Uh, does the election of Jeremy Corbyn in the UK... Well, he wasn't elected. He was, he's head of the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in the UK, signal a global swing toward populism. I don't know what that means. Uh, but I could ask another Jer- Jeremy Corbyn question. He is advocating that the U.K. apologize for the Iraq war, for their participation in the Iraq war. Should America? It was clearly a mistake. I mean, in 2003, we Even made... Even the a, Republican candidates... We, we, made a, we made a huge mistake. And, and as journalists, I think it, it was also part of our responsibility. We were silenced. And we didn't no, challenge... No, it's not true. Yeah, we, did, we didn't challenge... You, you put that we your, we keep that weed to yourself. No, no, no. No, keep I that weed to yourself. No, we oppose no, no. the war. I think... No, the, no, the weed uh, doesn't work here. No, no the, we weren't the for the is, war. The fact is that as journalists, no. we didn't challenge no. Joseph Bush no. as we should have. No. Otherwise... I opposed the war in every column I wrote. I, I did, too. On television. And, so, You're wrong. and Michael I'm Moore sure got up at the Oscars. I'm sure you did. Don't be condescending. No, 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 it's not. No, what I'm saying is that as journalists... Well, you really don't like this guy. No, I don't think it's free. No, no, as journalists, we should have done much better challenge we? Okay. Bush. But, but we did but, challenge it. But he has no, a good obviously, point. Obviously, we didn't challenge him enough because but, other, but why because do we started the war. Yeah, but why are we all lumped together? Why, you know, some journalists didn't. Chris and I spoke out against the war. Michael Moore, like I was about to say, stood up at the Oscars and they all booed him, but he had the guts to say, we shouldn't do this and it's right. immoral and not right. And there was lots of people. There was demonstrations all around the world. Lots of people were against this war. <laughs> including some people in the... Congress, not Hillary Clinton, not 28 Democrats, but lots of people. So, yeah, I mean, okay, let's not lump. No lumping. Okay. <laughs> Barack uh, Obama, Howard Dean, they all opposed the war. Yeah. So, good right. people. Okay. Um, <laughs> last question, uh, and then I want to do my Ed Sullivan impression. <laughs> <laughs> No, I do, because Ed Sullivan used to introduce people in the audience. Remember that? Uh, Remember when he used to do that? Arnold Palmer is in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, our audience tonight, one of the greatest comedians of all time, Mr. Martin Short. Ladies and gentlemen, Martin Short is in our audience. Martin Short, one of the greatest comedians. Now James Brown and his soul crap will be next. <laughs> That's Gabe Kaplan's bit. All right, last question. Can the U.S. still excuse that China and other countries are not doing their part on climate change? No. I mean, yes, the, the, the climate is rotten in China. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're trying. 
yes, they have problems we don't, and we wish they would do it faster, and I'm sure they wish we would do it faster. But this idea that I heard at the Republican debate that, you know what, other countries do bad stuff, so we shouldn't even try. Yeah. That's a crazy That's thing. I thought America was the leader. I thought we weren't supposed to lead from behind. Particularly in technology. Should... Yeah, in technology, right. it's going to change, right? It's like already were, changed. It's changing continuously. And so what we see today is not what we're going to see in 10 years or 20 years. And to think that we shouldn't lead is ridiculous. This I, I, let, me, let me say, as a Republican, I actually think climate change exists. And I know that may be a little stunning. <laughs> Maybe a little stunning. And you're not alone. George Shell does, Henry Paulson does, lots of... And I honestly think, though, America's not the problem. America's the solution. We produce now 16% of the greenhouse gases. What Mark is saying is absolutely right. What we have to do is develop technologies that allow us to decarbonize and at the same time grow our economy and create jobs. If we simply impose costs on America, we don't help the global... But all the Republicans at the debate talk like the jobs are in coal, where solar now provides, I think, ten times as many jobs as coal. The the, the jobs in America are always in the next industry. Yeah, that's exactly right, because we're going to be creating new jobs that more than replace the jobs that are lost. What did you make your billions in? Typewriters, Mark? Streaming, <laughs> streaming, right, right here. What we're Did doing you on YouTube. Did you hear what Henry Ford said? If I'd asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Exactly right. right. <laughs> Perfect way to end it. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.